Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Monday, September 6th, and this episode is brought to you by the Locked On NHL Top 50 NHL Players List. Subscribe to Locked On NHL on YouTube or turn your notifications on so that you never miss an episode. Tomorrow, we'll be counting down numbers 20 through 11. I don't know about you, but this time of year always gets me excited for hockey. The weather is a bit cooler. The leaves are starting to change. School is starting here tomorrow for our boys. And I am getting very excited about Boston Bruins hockey. We've talked a lot about uh, questions that are lingering and what the team is going to look like without David Krejci. I want to start focusing on some positives and uh, going to talk today a bit about Nick Felino, who I'm excited to see in black and gold, as well as the upcoming uh, prospect challenge in Buffalo. Before we get to all that, a quick reminder to please hit that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feeds for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, that would be very much appreciated, especially if you're an Apple listener. It goes a long way towards building the fan base of the show. If you're on Twitter, you can follow along at Locked NHL Bruins, the same on Instagram. And you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets, at Ian C. McLaren. So I mentioned the prospect challenge. This was something that was announced by the Buffalo Sabres last week. And uh, on September 17th to the 19th, the Sabres will be joined by the Bruins and Devils to compete in a round-robin challenge featuring prospects from each team. The participants will each play two games during the course of the event, which will be held entirely in Buffalo. If you're in the area, tickets are on sale, and it's $10 per ticket. And the Bruins will be playing on Saturday, September 18th at 3 p.m., and then Sunday the 19th at 1 p.m. Of course, all COVID-19 Uh, protocols are in place for that event as well. No word yet on who exactly will be representing the Bruins, but hopefully it will be streamed as well and we get a a good look at some of the Bruins prospects ahead of training camp, which will begin on the uh, 20th or the 21st. Uh, Also, Locked On Bruins will be going back to five days a week beginning on the uh, 20th as well. Now, one of the new guys that I'm particularly excited about is Nick Foligno. Not because I think he is a star player or because he will, you know, tip the scales necessarily in terms of skill, but because he is an experienced uh, veteran, a former captain of the Columbus Blue Jackets, and a guy who I think will bring a lot of character to the Bruins as well. And yeah, just an all-around nice guy from from everything uh, that I have seen. He looks to be a guy who will endear himself to the fan base pretty quickly on and off the ice. Now, I would encourage you not to judge the 33-year-old based on his time with the Toronto Maple Leafs that last season. If you'll recall, he was acquired for a first-round pick uh, prior to the trade deadline. 
the Maple Leafs looking to add some uh, veteran leadership to complement their young core in advance of the playoffs. And he managed to record only one assist and one fight in four playoff games, uh, missing three of those games against the Montreal Canadiens. The fight, of course, came after Corey Perry inadvertently took out John Tavares in Game 1. He came back and fought Corey Perry in Game 2. But he admitted last week on Sportsnet that he was suffering from a really bad back injury that was debilitating. He said there was nerve pain, shut down his whole right leg. It was really disappointing that happened at the time it happened, he said. Anything else you can play through a lot of times, this I couldn't. I tried and I just couldn't be the player. I like to hit and forecheck and do the things necessary in order to win the hard minutes of the game. So when that kind of got taken away, now I had to rely more on my positional play, trying not to hurt the team instead of trying to help the team it felt like. That bothered me a lot as a player just because I knew I could give more, but I just physically couldn't, he said. Of course, the Maple Leafs were eliminated in the first round, giving Felino extra time to recuperate from this injury. He's 100% healthy, and he will be playing a pretty prominent role for the Bruins. I don't know if he'll be on the second line if Charlie Coyle falters in his quest to become the new second line center. It's likely that he'll begin the season on the third line with Jake DeBrusque and Eric Howla, another newcomer. Uh, But he said he's looking forward to building relationships with all the guys and showing them that he's here to push the same direction as everybody else. Like I said, Nick Foligno isn't an elite-level offensive producer. His career highs came in 2014-15, where he scored 31 goals and added 42 assists for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Prior to that, his career high in points was, uh, oh, sorry, 47. Prior to that, he reached 51 a few years ago. Uh, Last season, in 49 games, he recorded 7 goals and 13 assists for 20 points. So a down season offensively. Uh, He's still capable of scoring, you know, 10 to 15 goals, chipping in 20, 25 assists, and also brings, yeah, that forechecking, physical, uh, and leadership presence in the locker room. So, yeah, I guess it's kind of a situation where he's not going to necessarily reinvent the offense for the Bruins. That, you know, kind of comes upon the shoulders of, of Taylor Hall, if you're looking at relatively new players for the Boston Bruins. But I do think Felino will be invaluable in the locker room, and he will help certainly on the ice as well, in that more of a checking role bottom six. If the Bruins do have to rely on him in the top six, it means something has gone wrong along the way, or uh, they don't have an adequate substitute for Charlie Coyle at the second line center role, which perhaps Jack Stanika could fill. Uh, But there you go. Nick Foligno has fully recovered from that debilitating back injury that he suffered from during his time with the Maple Leafs, so don't judge him based on that per se. Uh, It was probably something that he had been dealing with uh, throughout the season, and now that he's 100% healthy, I would expect him to be uh, a pretty good contributor for the Bruins in a bottom six role. 
And like I said, he's super likable off the ice as well from what I've seen in Zoom availabilities and interviews. You know, one of the reasons he chose Boston was because of uh, his daughter's treatment at the Children's Hospital. And I think he's going to be a, a pretty popular member of the community when it's all said and done as well. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Football is back, and you can get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus using promo code LOCKEDON. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. If you make a bet on Thursday, the season opener between the Buccaneers and the Cowboys, and if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Did you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts. And they have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero, the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and within reach of winning. Here's how it works Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head to head fantasy matchup. You name the stakes, winner takes all, you have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. Nobody else does that. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. That's stathero.com slash locked on. By now, you have all heard that the Montreal Canadiens and Carolina Hurricanes saga has come to an end involving Jesperi Kotkaniemi. Uh, the Hurricanes, of course, signed Kotkaniemi to a $6.1 million offer sheet that was not matched by the Canadiens. The Canadiens received a first round and a third round pick as compensation, and they quickly flipped that first round pick and a second round pick to the Arizona Coyotes in exchange for center Christian Dvorak. That was something that I talked about last week on the podcast in terms of how the offer sheet could affect the Bruins, certainly rattling the secondary center market. And lo and behold, Christian Dvorak, who had been rumored to be uh, among players the Bruins had interest in, is off to the rival Montreal Canadiens. It um, certainly seems as though the Bruins are set with the roster that they have at the moment. So I wasn't sure if they were uh, too interested in adding right now. They're going to give Charlie Coyle that opportunity to take over that second line center position. And failing that, it will probably be something that they address closer to the trade deadline as has been Don Sweeney's kind of MO in the past. One guy that still could be very much available is Thomas Hurdle. I've mentioned him on the podcast as well. He was a guy that the Canadians asked around about, as well as Washington's Evgeny Kuznetsov and Calgary's Sean Monaghan. Uh, I don't believe Kuznetsov would be a guy the Bruins are interested in, 
Perhaps Monahan is on their radar. Uh, but again, as of right now, it looks as though uh, the Bruins will be content heading into the season with Charlie Coyle at center. Uh, Jake DeBrusque, who was another trade prospect, perhaps, uh, looks like he'll begin the season on the third line left side. Now, I don't know how many of you read Boston Hockey Now, uh, featuring Jimmy Murphy, who has me blocked, <clears throat> and uh, Joe Haggerty, but Jimmy Murphy reported over the weekend that multiple sources confirmed the Bruins on more than one occasion explored what it would take to acquire P.K. Subban from the New Jersey Devils. Uh, they're hoping the Devils would pick up half of his $9 million cap hit for the season. Uh, apparently, the Maple Leafs also had lukewarm interest in Subban. Now, it would take a substantial offer to convince uh, Devils GM Tom Fitzgerald to eat half of Subban's cap hit. Uh, they can afford it, but why do another club a favor for less than a worthwhile return? Uh, there's no pressure to move Subban either. He's on their books for this season, and he'll become an unrestricted free agent. So, uh, And the Devils, like I said, they're not facing a cap crunch for this season. So it's not really something that they have to do at this time. If they do decide to trade Subban, it could be close to the trade deadline. And if the Devils are out of playoff contention... Uh, most of his salary will be paid out by then, making him more enticing to other clubs. So maybe Subban could be a trade deadline addition. Uh, I would certainly think he's an upgrade over Connor Clifton at this point. Again, I don't know if you want to, you can't take on his whole cap hit for this season, even half of his cap hit. The Bruins are pretty close to the cap as it is. So any deals that they make at this point would have to. Uh, mean money going the other way. They have $1.089 million in cap space. Uh, so again, any moves that they make prior to training camp or prior to the season starting at least would require some salary going the other way. But uh, I guess P.K. Subban, a name to keep an eye on uh, as the season goes on. If the Devils are indeed out of playoff contention, he would be a hot commodity on the trade market despite being a bit uh, past his prime, let's say. Uh, but he still has something to give for sure. And uh, I'm sure would be motivated to help a team get over the hump and, uh, you know, maybe win a cup before uh, hitting free agency and kind of boosting his value on the open market ahead of next season. Going back to Kotkaniemi and the Canes for a moment, uh, Hurricanes general manager Don Waddell went out of his way to say that it wasn't a revenge offer sheet. He said he initially attempted to acquire Kotkaniemi via trade and decided several days later to tender an offer sheet when it seemed like it wasn't going to work out. Uh, that doesn't mean it wasn't revenge because just because you say you'd like to acquire the player, you're giving them a heads up, it's still revenge. And I think that uh, to some degree at least, I really do think that the $6.1 million cap hit way overvalues uh, Kotkaniemi. The bonus thing was just rubbing it in their face. And, you know, I think the Canadians were smart to walk away from it. I do think Kotkaniemi could be a pretty good player uh, down the road. But um, I think, yeah, it was a smart move by the 
Canadians to kind of walk away there and allow the Canadian or sorry, allow the Hurricanes to have their fun um, on social media, but also be stuck with this uh, cap hit for this season. I guess Jake Gardner is going to be put on long-term injured reserve to make some room. He's going to undergo hip and back surgery and won't be ready for the start of the season. So that's something they'll have to deal with. Uh, I don't know if any of this tips the scales in the balance of power in the Eastern Conference. I don't really see the Canadians as a playoff team or a top four team in the Atlantic, certainly, uh, with Boston, Tampa, Florida, Toronto, uh, all better than the Canadians on paper, I would say. Perhaps they could challenge for a wildcard spot, but uh, you know the Penguins, Capitals aren't going anywhere. You have um, the Hurricanes, who are pretty good. You have teams like the Flyers, Rangers, Devils looking to make a move. And um, yeah, it's going to be really tough to uh, get that wild card spot or take it away from the uh, Metro Division to be sure. And I didn't even mention the Islanders yet, who always seem to be able to sneak up there and uh, and do pretty well. So yeah, it's going to be really tough for the Canadians to make the playoffs. It could be tough for the the Hurricanes to make the playoffs. Who knows? It's it's a, a difficult division to to uh to measure and we will of course do a full season preview with predictions as uh, training camp gets underway and as we get closer to puck drop in october built bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market it comes in nine amazing flavors and there's really something for everyone whether you like coconut cherry flavor raspberry mint brownie double chocolate salted caramel strawberry orange, cookies and cream, or German chocolate. There's something for everybody. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine. Or if you do have a favorite, just go ahead and order 18 of the one. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're also healthy too. There's about 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, about four to five grams of sugar, four to five grams of net carbs, All amazing tasting and all good for you. There's even the Grasshopper Cookie Limited Edition, which is available right now. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off Built.com. Built Bar, the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Off the top, I mentioned the Locked On NHL's Top 50 list. If you've been following along, you would have heard that Charlie McAvoy came in at number 37. Uh, I put out a video stating that that, for my money, was a bit too low on the list for him, and that by this time next year, he could very well have been a Norris finalist, if not a winner, and should be much higher on the list. Uh, Patrice Bergeron came in at number 27, and uh, we'll see if he's able to maintain that level this year. Uh, I don't know. Patrice Bergeron is entering the final year of his deal. He's not getting any younger. Uh, sadly, it makes me very uh, upset to think about the potential end of his career coming up in the next few years. Uh, but he's still a wildly talented two-way player. And um, we are still very lucky to have him. I will say there are two more Bruins on this top 50 list. I won't give away who they are, although I'm sure you can kind of uh, venture a guess. 
and uh, I won't say where they fall on the list. I will say one of the guys is a bit low for my money as well, but do tune in to those uh, podcasts so that you can find out where these players rank for the Bruins in the top 50 NHL players. And just to end, a quick programming note. Like I said, we will be three days a week for the next couple of weeks until the beginning of training camp, the week of September 20th, five days a week. I do have a very exciting interview lined up for later this week, kind of an off-the-radar selection for an interview. I will say this person is a New York Times best-selling author, not necessarily in the realm of hockey, but a massive Bruins fan, and I'm very excited to get their perspective on a number of topics with respect to the Bruins and hockey culture at large. I'll probably be joined by Mayor Zilberberg for This Week in Hockey at some point. And yeah, just looking ahead to training camp, which I'm very excited uh, to get going. I'm excited to see what these Bruins are made of. I've said many times on the podcast that there's been much more roster turnover than I expected. And interested to see how all the parts will fit in under Bruce Cassidy's system. Uh, I can't overstate enough how excited I am that Taylor Hall re-signed with the Bruins. I think kind of overlooked as an off-season move after they added all these guys on the first day of free agency. Him re-signing is vital to the success of this team, and I'm excited uh, for a full season of Taylor Hall in black and gold. I hope you're all having a good Labor Day long weekend, that uh, you're all uh, taking care of each other, taking care of yourselves. I, uh, what have I been watching these days? If you're looking for something to watch, I started watching Heels, that wrestling show on uh, Stars, which is very entertaining so far. And uh, we've been watching the 9-11 documentary on Netflix, uh, which is really uh, powerful and illuminating as we approach the 20th anniversary of that still inconceivable uh, event. Uh, So yeah, I hope you are all doing well. We'll be back on Wednesday with a brand new episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. I do appreciate all the support, all the listens, the downloads, the subscriptions for sure. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to get uh, closer and closer to a new hockey season. Take care, friends. Talk to you in a couple days. Peace.